the past couple weeks you've been a little quiet as I've had to really add like 10 decibels of gain to your signal so uh, can you tell can you text that to all of my friends that yeah. on the podcast David is so quiet he's not a loud talker you have to boost him up 10 decibels I'm tired of people saying David you're too loud anytime we go out in the public you're too loud I'm not I, loud yeah I'll send you a little video of your signal and me having to really jack it <laughs> just to get it to to read properly. to reach yours yeah Sean is oh, 10 decibels louder than I am. And that is a scientific audio fact. Yep. <laughs> but I'm recording in 32 floats, so I can adjust that anywhere oh, I want. Oh, look at you. Lottie Mr. Da. 32 float. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I talk to you about a movie? Yeah, which one? I watched Joker last night. Oh, the Todd Phillips one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is beautifully shot. Just oh, yeah. gorgeous. I believe that the story is amazing. Yep. The character development is profound. I thought that the acting, especially from Joaquin Phoenix, was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sensing a butt. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. I appreciated it. But last night I had this real moment of clarity where I was like, I don't know that I ever want to watch a movie like this again. It's not and an enjoyable one. Exactly. Like, to, to volunteer to feel that way yeah. for two hours, like, I was just, like, he's got a gun and he's just, he's, you know, he's he has a mental illness and they don't really get into what it is, but, um, like, schizophrenia and some other things, but you just don't know what he's going to do. And so for two hours, you're just on edge of, like, who is he going to hurt? Yeah. Who, like, what is going to happen next? And it like there was no good resolution at the end of like ah everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> you were expecting a happy ending. Yeah, and and yeah. obviously did not get one. The whole point of the movie was to lay the backstory for what created this monster villain. I feel like when the movie ended, you said, "What is is this about a Batman villain?" Like the whole time you thought it was just about a comedian. Yeah. So so you were upset when you found out that it was an origin story movie. Yeah, like the whole time they kept saying like Thomas Wayne and his son Bruce, and I'm like, that's weird because that's kind of what the names that's what in Batman's Batman name was. Yeah, <laughs> and this isn't that. That's weird. In the <laughs> well, I also think the look of the film adds to just the, uh, I don't know, the disturbing aspect of it. It's it's not a flattering looking film. It is beautifully shot, but there's just a lot of grit and grime and a lot of dark muddy like browns in the palette so it's not very colorful it is in this like like dirt look so yeah. it makes you feel weird the entire time and, and it's and dark the mo- and gritty the motif that the city's dealing with the whole time is the garbage strike and there's now all these rats running around and so everywhere yeah. in the frame there's just garbage bags piled up on every corner and they're just it's yeah. everywhere yeah, and, and the, you keep seeing these rats, and you're just like, when is Master Splinter going to show up? Exactly, Because Thank someone you. needs to show up and make a funny. Yeah, I made, I a made funny. another funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just talking about that movie, and someone told me the guy who voices Splinter in that movie is the dude who voices Elmo. Really? I haven't looked into it, but that's what I was told. Interesting. So, yeah, don't don't take my word for it. There's a moment where... Casey Jones is running. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, 
I think Raphael is running and he does like a roll over the hood of a cab. Yeah. And the guy in the back seat of the cab is one of the puppet operators for like Leonardo or Donatello. Oh, like, that's awesome. He gets a little cameo where you get to see his face. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple little things like that in there. I love stuff like that. Right? I think I'm, I'm see, pretty that sure movie? Ernie Rise Jr. was one of the turtles. And he went on to play the main person in the second one. How I'm blanking out on the character's name right now, I don't know. I'm upset with myself, as you can see the TMNT 2 poster behind me right now. Secret of the Ooze. Is it Kino? It is Kino. I was thinking Kinko, but I was like, no, that's where you get copies. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a very original thing to say. No. (laughs) I wish people could see your face there. Those eyebrows. You could probably hear the pride in my voice. (laughs) Yeah. So when you're listening to this, it is, I could check the calendar here. It's after it's the, the election. It's the day after Halloween. Oh, no. No, we're, we're, we're recording, recording on November the, 1st. This well, will go live it is on November Halloween. 9th. Oh, my goodness. Which means that election day will have come and gone, and whether or not they've counted enough votes yeah. to decide who the president of the United States is, we are in this... Uh, schrodinger's cat situation Ooh, yeah yeah so the cat is both alive and dead yeah <laughs> yeah right now we are it's a, it's a quantum state yeah of either when you're when when you're listening to this we either have a new president or america has just been like nah racism's cool yeah we'll do, th- we'll do this for a little while longer or surprise surprise Kanye West just shoots out of the ground on a jetpack and just says, I'm the president. Uh, no one knows how to feel about it. And he just takes control. Oh. Yeah. So either way, it's bad. <laughs> I don't know. He's got some good ideas. I don't know about that. I've only seen one interview with him, and it was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I couldn't tell if it was altered or not. I saw like three minutes of it. I was like, someone took this and, and changed it, I think. I, I can't tell. There's no way a sane person is giving these responses. There's, uh, uh, let's see. I got to find it. We've talked about Vic Berger before, uh, <laughs> and Vic Berger did a Kanye thing. Um, I love that name. Which is just... Vic Berger? We've talked about Vic Berger on the podcast, right? I don't know. We did. We talked about that. Uh, I sent it to you, um, the John Voight getting a medal where it's yeah, sort of Yeah, that was edited. hilarious. Is that yeah. Vic Berger? The editor of that is Vic Berger, who does Tim and Eric Awesome Show. And oh, okay. Is his real name Vic Berger, or is that the name he chose for himself? I'm pretty uh, sure to make that's his real name. It's B-E-R-G-E-R. Oh, like Howard Berger of K&B Effects. Exactly like yeah, Howard exactly. Berger of K and B Effects, <laughs> whose email is, is something about hoops. Man loves basketball. Just Interesting. Loves it. Yeah, it's uh, hoops at like aol.com. All the old timers in the industry have these strange email addresses. It's like the ones they made when they were teenagers and they never got a new one. Like if I was still using my teenage email, it would be ddogfrizzle at aol.com or was... Sh- Shakia Poop Taker. <laughs> oh. I was I was always obsessed with with, with, with poos. I was foo blaster for a really long time. F O O blaster for a long long time. And then at some point in college I changed it cuz I was 
like on Xbox, <laughs> I was the Colonel 29. Nice. And then in college, I became Colonel Sean. And ah, that's been that's been the handle ever since. Uh, but so yeah, from my, my grade school to been the Colonel. Yeah, um, I like Foo Blaster. If it were in like '94 when my oh, family no. had Prodigy. What is Prodigy? It was before AOL. It was like America Online Junior. It yeah. had some rudimentary email, uh, some web browsing. It, I mean, <laughs> look it up sometime and enjoy I'm the blast of the past. This up. Yeah. But on that, I was SCFB37A was my username because you couldn't pick. Uh, oh. And I don't know why to this day I remember SCFB37A, but... Does that, does that stand for Sean something? No. No, it was just random. You just and, lucked and out, got the, the other members of my family were SCFB37B, SCFB37C, <laughs> and SCFB37D. My goodness. Oh, this is not a joke, but those are like Holocaust numbers. That's sad. Like, they're, they're just providing you this number, not even letting you have an identity. Yeah. And then America Online was like, you want a screen name? Yeah. And you, you want to be, be America? Person? Yeah. <laughs> Come online with us. Welcome. I like that. That should Welcome. be their tagline. You've we are America. Mail. Nice, dude. Hmm. Do you think it was Tom Hanks that said that? I believe Tom Hanks was the first person to have mail. Or so that wasn't that what that movie was about? Like Meg Ryan was the first person ever to deliver mail, but it was to Tom Hanks. Yeah. And actually in the first email ever sent, it was between Meg Ryan. Whoa. Meg Ryan, Miss Ryan and Tom Hanks, and then they sort of messed it up with the credits and they it ended up just getting Meg Ryan. Oh, she got the credit. Mm-hmm. She didn't deserve it. That's what I've been saying for years. <laughs> Thank you. It'd be weird if I like searched this online and I found this Reddit account that's been online for like 20 years that you've honestly just <laughs> been spearheading. Just conspiracy theory <laughs> yeah. to take down Meg Ryan. She's gone too far. David. She's just going too it's far. It's out of control. Yeah, she really – and honestly, you look at her son who is – it's her and Dennis Quaid, and her son looks like the exact version of what you would expect her and Dennis Quaid to come up with. He is like both parts equally Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. It's and insane. You know what the biggest problem is? It's too much Meg Ryan. The media is not talking about this. That's what I've been saying for the years. The media is – they refuse to address Joe Biden – has refused to answer questions about Meg Ryan. The Meg Ryan and her legitimacy. Yes. Um, I have written countless emails and have well, been the, ignored. The problem is we have Donald Trump spearheading it, and of course it's Meg Lyon, fake news. Meg Lyon, nice. And, thank you, thank you. Nice. <laughs> That's real good. If we just started a conspiracy theory. I am very happy. I Meg mean, this Lyon. is a conspiracy like theory, that. right? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, let's start this Reddit. See, the problem is we're going to do this as a joke, and like yeah. this will be the only time we ever say it, and then there's going to be some representative in Florida who runs on the platform <laughs> of this and wins. I could easily send this off to like some some news place like the Post-Dispatch because they don't check sources. It's like, did you guys hear about this? This is insane. Like, Meg Ryan did not mail the first letter in U.S. history. Why is no one talking about this? <laughs> it was a woman named Meg 
Grian. Grian, yeah. <laughs> Which it, it's an easy mistake to make because phonetically it's very, very similar. And you you got to put there's... a very deliberate pause between the two. Meg <laughs> There is Grian. someone out there named Meg Grian who when she reads it, she will be so in denial that she will believe that she actually did this. And she's coming forward. Yeah, we're going to Brendan Dassey her. <laughs> who is up. Brendan Dassey? I've talked to him. He's a... Uh, did you see Making a Murderer on Netflix a few years ago? No, but everyone told me to watch it. Yeah, th- like this whole case was put against this guy, um, and like the the cops clearly lied about stuff and just framed this guy as they do. Uh, but like one of the key witnesses was his nephew, and they show the interrogations and these people. The nephew is a little slow, uh, okay. and the police are asking these this. questions where they're like, just over the course of a week. They yeah. get this kid to just make stuff up, and he believes it. Yeah, um, and they base the whole case off this stuff. And if you look at what he originally brought to the table before he was asked all these leading questions, he had none of this. Like he wasn't there and stuff. And then they constructed this whole thing piece by piece. They made him believe it. Um, okay, so, so that's what, what that's what's going to happen to Meg Ryan. We're going to Brendan Dassey her. What you're saying is we need to not defund the police. But refund the police just so we can bring in Meg Ryan so they can convince her that she did deliver the first U.S. mail. I don't want to refund the police. Let's double fund the Coast Guard and have <laughs> them do it. Okay, I like this. Lieutenant you know, we can get Parker the... can take care of it. <laughs> I have a book by the CIA. It's a ex-CIA member, and it's all about how to... It's called Spy the Lie. What we'll do is we'll get 100 copies. We'll use that money to get 100 copies, and we'll start flooding the Coast Guard with a bunch of books written by ex-CIA members, and then we'll train them to be able to manipulate people. This is this a is good idea. idea. Well, Sean, yeah, that's all we have is good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why our podcast continues to gather momentum. Yes, Oh, this, I got a, I got an email. Uh, we got an email. I believe I forwarded ooh. you my response. You forwarded uh, me the response, but I didn't get the email. So it, it I didn't a, know what it said, but your response well, the, was lovely. Well, the, the email was in, it was below my response. You know, oh, in an email. Was there only one email down, sent and then you responded and then you forgot to respond? So what happened was the original email didn't have his email. It was a, a gentleman named Matthew. Yeah. Uh, Matthew did not put his email in, and I didn't know that. So I typed this response. I BCC you on it. Yeah. Um, and then it gets returned to me because it was sent to like the no reply at squarespace.com or whatever. Ah. Uh, form. But like a week later, he sent another one following up on that. He had asked a question about uh, – he was like six episodes into the first season, and he yeah, asked some question like, do you ever talk about this and this? Uh, and then he sent another email saying, I listened further – and yeah, you did address that and stuff. And that one, he left his email. So I sent him a thank you. Oh, got to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I say that to say, man, just accumulating listeners. It's yeah, unbelievable. I know, dude. That's, I think we've gotten four emails all in all. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to approach the Jeopardy game show, which I think maybe we'll do that. At the halfway point of this book, so oh, like that's an, that's an in idea. A month, I like that. That'll give me a little bit of time. I'm, yeah. I'm in the I'm in the middle of like three weeks of some pretty intense production, uh, post production. So like Ooh. I haven't I haven't done anything. I haven't made any YouTube videos 
for like a oh, month. Oh man, that's Haven't surprising. Done. Yeah, it's been a little. It's been like all my free time, except for honestly, except for podcasting. Uh, yeah, has been spent uh, editing and doing these little projects. So once that wave has passed, I get back to the fun stuff. That's what I'm the talking about. The fun stuff about. that doesn't make me money. Yeah, but you do it because you love it. Right? Yeah, which is uh, why we're here right now. Before we get into the book, I wanted to ask, we have this opportunity. We were tiptoeing around it at the beginning of this. This is a time capsule. This we, is a time capsule, baby. We are in a space time mentally capsule, right now time capsule. that we will not be able to return to. Yep. We're in this state of not knowing what the election's going to be, not knowing what the country's going to be, not knowing what the reaction to the election is going to be, not knowing anything. We just have speculation and and fear and frustration potentially. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to put it to you. Is there anything you want to put out there? Any hopes, any dreams, any 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 emotions you want to share that will will serve as this last little last little moment of Maybe, I mean, I've been saying fear and negative things, and that's me projecting a little bit, but yeah. I do have hope. I do have a have genuine hope. hope that we can do the right thing and yeah, and uh, and move forward and, and start to help each other and fix a virus and all this stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, See, I'm, I'm vice versa. I'm like you. I'm just in production, but I don't follow any of this. So the only things that I know that are actually going on right now were told by my friend Justin last night and you this morning. So me, dude, I'm just chilling. Ignorance I'm is bliss. I'm making fires. I'm roasting marshmallows. I'm smoking down some s'mores, baby. I mean, that's that's just life. So you know that ain't bad. I'm, I'm doing it upright. I'm staying in a constant state of zen, not worrying about it too much. I've never really worried about politics too much, uh, but the more I hear it is kind of uh nerve-wracking but that yeah. just means eat more s'mores comfort food baby you know there i got go. these uh chicken dinner dipping dots that i've been just nice sucking down yeah. dude your chapter art is glorious <laughs> i'm a big fan of it That's... i found some typos in there and i was like i could fix it but i feel like it's funnier not to fix yeah you're doing it peter I'm doing it. Well, I, I did the all the writing in Photoshop because that's where the newspaper template came from. So there isn't a spell check, which yeah. is bad news bears for Dave. So <laughs> when I found it, I was just like, well, I'm just going to leave it. I did make sure the one that's slamming Brett Hogg is, uh, is good to go because I can't have any errors in that one. But the Fenton Hardy kidnap one, there is just tons of mistakes. But because you... the writing is so small, I can't read it. I was going to ask you, as as a creator, and I forgot what you just said that made me pivot to this, but I was talking about um, uh, the Joker at the beginning of this and how yeah. it made my made me feel. Um, as you you create horror films, yeah, how do you balance that? Like when you watch the Joker. You're mm-hmm. a, a happy, jovial man. I <laughs> I lost sleep last night thinking yeah. about the Joker. I couldn't go. Like, we started it late, and it was like 1 a.m. by the time we were done. Jesse went to bed, and then I was just up for like another hour contemplating everything I thought I knew in this world. Yeah. How do you, do you compartmentalize? How do you take your work, which is to scare people in many ways— yeah. How do you take that and balance it against, like, do you think it brings people joy? Because I'm sure it does. Some oh, people, def- but... Well, see, my films, the, the ones that I personally do, 
are also deeply rooted in slapstick. So if I'm personally like writing and directing it, it's just the naked gun movie that might have a little bit of violence. But the okay. violence is meant to be fun. So more, mine of, is, more of a scary movie style. Exactly. Like a satire? A spoof, yeah, exactly. A spoof okay. sort of movie. I like causing reactions to people, but I want people to consistently have a good time. And when I'm writing, I think, like, I want the audience to have a good time in this moment. If they're scared, it's kind of a laughing scared. It's a funny scared. Like, whenever your friend jumps and you turn over at him and you just, like, hit him, like, I can't believe you jumped. Like, I like those reactions. So that's that's what I do for the most part. So I'm not too much into the honest to God, like, make people feel disturbed. Yeah, you're, you're definitely not, grossed you're not out. I love over the top. I am not making human centipede. Okay. Well, ask Keith. He might say differently. But in my mind, I'm not making human centipede. (laughs) (laughs) I like gross out humor to a point. But like gross out humor, like when someone spits on someone, when you cut, it's a giant thing of saliva hitting their face, like a bucket full of it. Which is gross, but it's hysterical. It's just way over the top. We're talking Stallone style. Uh, I need to... That's an arm wrestling movie. Something he did. to send you. Oh, I cannot when wait. When this is over. Yeah. Uh, is it a spoof movie? Uh, no. I know what it is. It's a scene from. Um, God, I wanted to just call him Abbott and Costello, but I'm so wrong. Jake and Amir. Uh, it's I a wrote, Jake and Amir thing, isn't I wrote it? Jake and Amir. Yeah, I'm yeah, sending you a, a Jake and Amir video. Yes, um, my man. Yeah, I, I was thinking in the in the aggregate looking at the stuff that I've made over the years and like my YouTube channel, there's been a couple of things that have skewed a bit more negative. And there's been some times where like, I've been real, real chaffed about something yeah, and chuffed up and, and yeah, chafing. Yeah, talcum powder. And I've, I've like wanted to make something about that. Like, and I'll, I'll be transparent here, even though I'm sort of undermining Thank everything you, I'm trying to Sean. say. Uh, but Aperture Lights, I had a bad experience with Aperture Lights twice. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to get on and like make some video about how I got wronged and how you shouldn't buy lights and you know, all the stuff, I didn't want a video out there that was just negative mm-hmm. complaining about stuff. And I did make a video talking about the pros and the cons. And I did it in a way because I do think they're good lights for some people in some cases. I think they're very good lights, but yeah, they're not for me and what I do. Um, but having this realization of what what does my, when you zoom out, what does my body of work do for people at the end of the day? Right. Um, and I hope that it's something that makes people smile and maybe inspires people a little bit. And, uh, and for me, that doesn't include a human centipede style <laughs> film. Not yet, but we'll Not get yet. you there. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe this time next week, pad. depending on what we've learned about the election, <laughs> just like screw it. I'm making human centipede. Yeah. Lo-fi, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. shot on iPhone. <laughs> We're just doing it. I don't care. <laughs> I wish, Sean. I wish if anyone was going to make a human centipede movie, it would be you. I would very much like to see that movie. At least a fake trailer of Sean Hotley's Human Centipede. Man, I don't even know what my style is that would affect. I don't know what my stuff. I mean, Human Centipede is going to be me standing in front of a pink background describing it because that's what yeah. all of my YouTube videos <laughs> are. I'm not. <laughs> It's just me filming myself. Which I like. Hey, 
I Sean, watch them all. Today we're I talking do. about the human centipede. Dude, the thing is, you're so confident with your... Hey, Sean, when I do them, I just look in the camera. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to say my name. I don't know what to do here. I feel so disconnected the between vid- me and the camera. The video you sent uh, a couple days ago of you telling the story uh, uh, yeah, for the horror film fest or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That... You looked great. You sounded great. I was playing a character. It was well though. written. Yeah, but I, I, I wasn't playing me. I was playing this exaggerated, over the top version of me, which is easy for me. And there was a total voice distortion on it that just makes it hysterical. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> and then I liked when the lights faded up and the voice distortion stayed it's still on. There. <laughs> yeah. No, it was all good. It's my favorite joke. <laughs> See, but as you say that, like that's an exaggerated version of yourself, like a very exaggerated version. I don't know yeah. that. Well, it's not that I don't know that that's true or not, but in the podcast, I feel like often, let's say you add 10% of yourself. Yeah. Like you exaggerate by a, by a factor of 10%. So my, the majority of my interaction with you is in (laughs) the context of some sort of performance. So I don't know how well I know the real David. If, if I'm spending all my time with Showtime, David, I I think you've got it. I think I'm lying. I don't think that's a <laughs> exaggerated version of me if anything, at all. Anything it's yeah. toned down. If anything a little it's bit. toned down. Yeah, I'm just a dude who yells too much. <laughs> no, With we talked about it at the voice. beginning. You yell too much, but you're still not loud enough. You got to turn I'm up still, those yeah, decibels. That's, honestly, it's what it's all about. I need to reach inside, get my decibels knob, and just crank that baby up. Oh man, what a strange visual that was. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think it would make you quieter if you were muffled by a torn gorilla mask? Sick. Sick. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited. And- <laughs> With that segue, I am excited for the chapter art for you to read the actual story. Because in the newspaper, it gets cut off before it gets good. But I'm excited. I, I, I looked at your chapter <laughs> art, but I did not scour it and read the details. Oh, okay, so you uh, so I okay. I still have some waiting for me. I just loved the overall aesthetic, and I read all the headlines. Okay, it's good. The headlines. I, didn't, I didn't dive into the content. The content is where it's at for the most part. So you haven't seen the typos. That's great. That's Correct. good for me. Unless there was a typo in a header, which I did not see. I hope not. Those are the only ones I paid attention to. But I'm sure Keith Mees will correct me um, on my grammar. Uh, when we last left them, the boys were with the Coast Guard going to get uh, their boat, the Sleuth, which had been stolen and run ashore uh, near Shantytown. And <laughs> they, uh, the, they see that what the Coast Guard insists is a dead fish. <laughs> but it turns out it's a gorilla mask and torn in such a way that they had, had identified it as Chet Morton. So, Fantastic. With that, Chapter, chapter 7. seven. Dangerous, dangerous beach combing. You got to comb the beach, Sean. I knew a guy. Uh, his his name, his actual name. Well, I won't dox him, um, but his last name was Comer, and he went by Beach. Like he that has a hysterical. different first name, but yeah. everyone just called him Beach. Was his name uh, uh, Brendan? No. Okay, because my close friends are the Comers, and there's many of them. Uh, well, I'll dox him. His name's Kennedy. Kennedy Comer. He's an ultimate player. Uh, Good Lord. That Kennedy man's Co- got a name. I know. But he goes by Beach. Kennedy Comer? Beach. Beach Kennedy Comer. 
<laughs> no, just <laughs> Beachcomber. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the full one. That man is a three-named person. Just an American treasure. That is a great name. He's a veteran. Good for he's, him. He's a decent guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Ba 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 ba. Ba da ba. Frank so, took the mask yeah, from ahead. Joe and examined it carefully. You're right. Here's the place where Chet ripped it at the party. To which I wrote, remember when we were foreshadowing? <laughs> yeah. When we that, were there's... creating an iconic moment that we'd be able to draw back on to confirm that something had belonged to Chet? There's a fun foreshadowing moment in this chapter. Actually, this chapter, I loved like almost every part of it. This oh is one my of my God. favorite chapters in a long time. The action in this chapter is great. It's so good. Everything about this is so good. I am just loaded with notes, but there's one where I underground or underground. I underlined and I was just like, oh, this is Sean. This is foreshadowing for Sean. He is I'm gonna ex- love I'm excited. This. I'm excited. I keep underlining things where I was like, this is what Sean's pinging on, and I'm always wrong. Well, we'll find out. I just out. don't I don't know the real Sean. Ten decibel uh, Dave doesn't know Sean. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Can't hear you. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna speed through here just a little bit to the bottom of the page. Give it uh, a speed. So, uh, what's it doing floating in the bay? Well, maybe he and Biff went out on a boat after all. Whose boat? And why would they go in the fog? You don't think they could have drowned? Frank's face was grim. Chet and Biff are excellent swimmers. Maybe, for a reason we don't know yet, they're hiding somewhere. Perhaps Shanty Town. How do you get there? My, what I wrote was my legs hurt because this was too big of a leap. <laughs> Just, I like what you wrote. There's way people too missing, mo- and then it's like maybe more. they're hiding for a reason we don't know yet in Shanty Town. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I just wrote way to bring it back to Shanty Town, and my mind immediately went to the song Funky Town, but yeah. I just changed the lyrics to Shanty Town. I think we've done that every time we've talked about Shantytown. I think we have. And Won't I think that song to needs to happen, Sean. Shantytown. That's a great post right there. I mean, I'm, you're a music man. I'm into it. You should I'm, make that. I'm, I'm confident that I'll be able to make that in a month because Shantytown's going to be a part of this book for, for quite you're a while to come. You're not wrong. They're not going to let I'm go of Shantytown. I want to give it its due time. That's, maybe we'll, we'll release it on the uh, finale. Maybe that's a live performance oh. from Sean Hotley. Oh, maybe that's how we open the Jeopardy. That's not a bad... Well, see, I'm trying to point at you, but the you camera perspective the camera. is messy. Yeah. Okay, there yeah, there is. we go. That is a good idea. There we go. I got that point. This is just... I'm, I'm just struck by... There's some real bad intuition in this in this chapter. Some Classic real bad Hardy. detective work. Yeah. Um, but the concept of him just sort of looking around and being like, maybe they're hiding... For a reason we don't know yet in Shantytown yeah. is also like saying like maybe they decided to open their own costume shop and they made a huge order for gorilla masks and they decided they don't need this one anymore. So they put it out in the ocean, said it would float away and not hurt their business, thinking yeah. that they would have a reputation for ripped masks. And Joe would just be next to him nodding along like, yeah. Checks yeah, out, maybe right? that's it. He he holds up the rip mask and he sees like there's just <laughs> the the cloud, the the bubble that comes out of his head, and the whole just daydream situation plays out in his little mind cloud. And Frank's looking like because he can see the cloud too, and he's just like, "What is going on?" And the coast guard's holding up mushrooms. He's like, "I hope you guys enjoyed the mushrooms." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I punched the mic on accident, too. I got too animated. See, I didn't hit up in the decibels, but the hand movements went wild. It was very Italian gesturing for that story. Apropos for the book. Yeah, half, half a pope for a book is what I just heard. And that's exactly what I said. It's not the full pope. You just need half the pope for each book. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I said apropos. Okay, so I was pretty close. Yeah, but it that made me want to tell my uh, my pope fishing joke again in <laughs> <laughs> its full length. I looked but, for a book. Sorry, small tangent. I looked for a book on stories like that because you said, I don't have any more. Like, those stories aren't easy to come by. And I was like, I'm going to prove Sean wrong. I'm going to find a whole book of them. I couldn't find a book, Sean. Yet. Okay. There's no book on stories like that. Maybe, but, maybe we should looking. write it. That's not a bad idea. But so, so Frank lays out this whole story here, and then Joe's response is just, could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Frank. <laughs> you yeah, know I, it's bad whenever Joe is the one who's just like. Joe's being sarcastic. Yeah, could be. Deep down they, in his head, he's excited because he finally slammed Frank. They know about our case. Maybe they picked up a clue and landed in Shantytown. We better God. find out as soon as we get the sleuth. Great, which is, bring in the sleuth again, too. Yeah, and, and like, our friends are missing. Here, we just found one of them's masks. They could be waiting in the bay somewhere, but, hey, let's go get our boat. <laughs> that sounds fun. That is classic Hardy Boys, through and uh, through. Yeah, overly optimistic, this whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love So this. they... Uh, they find the sleuth. The seaman scanned the shore with binoculars and sang out, There sing she it. is, sir. No, I know. sing it. Sing there it. she is, sir. It's the sleuth. All right, I can read her name. Hotty Boys, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish that was a thing. Hardy Boys on Ice. <laughs> Let me imagine the sleuth. There's people like there's a sleuth. There's people on ice skates just pushing around this cardboard sleuth, and the boys are just searching for Shanty Town. And that's what I want to take you to Shanty Town. I mean, this is a musical, Sean. It's waiting you know, to happen. But you started this whole thing by saying like, "I wish there was." And David, oh my God, you have the power to create yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're an artist. Yeah. There. This is happening. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm very excited for this musical. This musical is this, a thing. This is your magnum opus. <laughs> this is the culmination of your life's work. This is what it all comes to. I've been saying we're going to write a Hardy Boys book. No, sir. We're bringing the Hardy Boys to the theater. That was that, my theatrics. That's good. I liked it. Thank you. Yeah. Can you imagine the robe song? It's going to be epic. <laughs> <laughs> We should just end the podcast now and start working on this. <laughs> this needs to happen, Sean. I'm dead serious, and I know I know you're in. So they find the sleuth, and uh, the boys jump out, but it's high and dry. It's up on the beach. And so quickly gathering large pieces of driftwood, the boys improvised a crude skidway, and then with the Coast Guardsmen helping, they slid the boat down into the water. Now, I get that that's probably, to an extent, standard operating procedure, but how does that not just ruin the boat? Like, we're going to put a bunch of logs out here and just scrape the boat <laughs> on these logs just yeah. out into the water. Like, it's not 
not what you do to a boat. I imagine it being like, do you remember the Discovery Zone when they had those bridges and they were made out of the colorful rollers? Mm-hmm. Be like yellow, green. I imagine it was just like that with the boat. Like you're skidding a boat across those. Sort of. So it's pinching your feet the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to bleed and scream and get stuck. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, exactly. (laughs) But hey, those roller slides, I learned this. uh, I was making a video last summer for a a company that makes playgrounds that are like focused on accessibility um, and uh, equality and things like where all the you can get up on onto these things with a wheelchair um, like there's all sorts of provisions of made. No, they're awesome. Um, but they only use roller slides because plastic and metal slides that are not roller slides cause static buildup. And if you have a cochlear implant, um, like if you have a, a hearing implant because you're deaf, going down a slide that'll cause static will discharge, oh. um, and short out your, your cochlear yeah. implant. Uh, and so roller slides are the way around to that, where a roller slide won't build up static, and so kids with cochlear implants can use all the slides. That is fascinating. Yeah. I, I got to ask, how you're saying they make it wheelchair accessible, too. Is that just the actual playground itside, or, or itself, or is there actually a slide that you can go down on your chair as well? I don't think you can go down epic. the slide on the chair, but like... All this, like all the walkways and stuff, with all the you know things on the rails that you can spin and all that sort of stuff. Like there's there's stairs in a couple places, but there's also a couple wheelchair ramps. That's pretty Uh, awesome. That's pretty bonkers. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm curious to actually see one of those. I'll send you some pictures. Because our playgrounds were just garbage. They were just trash playgrounds. They're the most dangerous place in the world. They were Mad Max level. I mean, these things were. There's an article in the New York Times about like the first public playground. Um, I think it was in like Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, or nice. something. It, 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 was, it was someone in Iowa. It wasn't the first playground, but the first one they built there, which yeah. was common for the time, was like 20 feet tall. And they had like the swings were <laughs> the, the swings were still like a foot off the ground, but they were on like, you know, 19 yeah. foot ropes. But you could you climb all the way up. It. And there's so a picture. High. There's a pictures of like kids up on the 20 feet like 20 foot high yep. stuff and there's ladders that go all the way up yeah it's like wow dude those kids must no wonder our generation is or the generation before us is just so intense because we would jump off of those all the time ours were maybe 10 feet tall so yeah, here or, we were little like four foot kids just jumping off you get going on the swing and you jump thing. off the swing at, at the highest flips. part of the yeah yeah so these people were just soaring dude yeah, I want to see this playground. I'm going to send it. I'll, I'll find the link. I'll send it We to should you. make a dangerous playground too, Sean. There's another article I read about um, playgrounds that are just essentially junkyards where it's a dirt pit with pallets and whatever. And where That's it teaches, it teaches kids, like instead of everything being padded and stuff, it teaches kids, hey, you got to be careful. Watch where you step. But you can build stuff and move stuff around and climb on stuff and stack stuff. And like there's a lot of learning yeah. you can do rather than just like, okay, here's a safe walkway you can go up and a slide with rails and completely enclosed. I've heard about this place actually because they have – there's like a little side area. You know how kids play house or like doctor so they'll build like a small little – house area yep. well they have that for a doctor and they let the kids give themselves tetanus shots 
So there's a whole kit for tetanus shots. Yeah, because and of all them... the the nails and the pallets and stuff like that. Exactly. Most of the kids were getting tetanus at first yeah. until they did the well, DIY play doctor tetanus. Well, they let the nails rust tetanus. too because they, they wanted kids to know the difference between just a brand new opened up nail and a rusted out nail. It teaches so, colors. You learn teaches, brown exactly. and silver. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's uh, it's very much. I I heard that whenever you pick up those nails, though, just to warn you, there is this, this this voice, this automated voice on a loud system that just says "rusty nail," and that's a Joyride reference. <laughs> that is a Joyride reference. It's a Joyride reference. What's your name? Candy cane. Rusty nail. Candy cane. Did you bring the pink champagne? <laughs> <sighs> the color thing got me, Sean. That's good. That, that threw me for a loop. That was very, very funny. Um, so they, they tow the sleuth back to the boatyard, and I think this is a good time for us to take a break. Yes, let's play that wonderful new ad. Uh, it played last week, too. Yes, it did. I, I was bragging to Brett Hoy about it. I liked that ad. I did. It's very good. It's some, nice Some and of long. our best work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> And if you go back now, which is sort of funny, if, for people who are just starting the podcast, it's always going to play the current ad. Yeah. So even if you're in season one, you're going to hear that ad. And uh, and when we update it, it's gone forever. It's not like it's stuck in these episodes. So yeah. Part of me is sad about that. But I do have all of the ads recorded, and maybe I'll put them somewhere on a Dropbox to yeah, make Yeah, you can make like a super cut of purposes. them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that because there's some pretty good ads in there. We had the pirate one that I enjoyed as well. Pirate I like our was themed good. ads. Mustacholi, the one Brett oh, I wrote. I forgot about the Mustacholi. Some good stuff. Yeah. Mascacholi, Mustacholi, Mustacholi. It's like well, gyros, baby. It's just going to switch every time you say it. You know what I'm I talking like about? It. The gyros? Yeah, and Parmesan <laughs> cheese. Um, Mommy's a Parmesan. Well, regardless of when you're listening to this, I hope that you're about to enjoy whatever ad may play and that it lives up to whatever expectation we've just put in uh, this is for so, you to enjoy. I, I am like my mind is always in this podcast to where when you just started talking, I legitimately thought you were going to do a rhyme. And I find that when I'm talking to certain people uh, and they'll start saying something, I'll pick up on a certain cadence. I'm like, oh, my God, are they about to do a rhyme? Are they about to work me out of this conversation? No, David. Not not everything is at stake. But with that, we'll take a break. Yes. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time in this episode not talking about the book. We spent a good know. Well, 35 minutes uh, of the we, first half. Our longest preamble yet. It's a, these are heavy times. These are very heavy times. It needed to get through. We could power through the majority of this. Yeah, the problem is it's a great chapter, and I feel bad. I know. It is a really great chapter. Um, speaking we'll see of, what we can do. So they're back at the boatyard, um, and they're like, well, they said, where do you want to tow the sleuth? And they said, why don't we tow it back to the uh, boatyard? Maybe have that new part now for the rudder. Uh, yeah. And Joe's guess, or Frank's guess proved correct. Uh, and... The mechanic quickly examined the sleuth. Have you been using her? Asked the Hardys. Well, somebody has, Charlie. Joe replied. <laughs> Which I liked that they're on a first name basis I with know. the mechanic. Because when I your boat gets Charlie stolen too. and tampered with this much, you get to know the mechanic at the docks. Charlie's going to be a reoccurring character, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. I mean, something has happened to this boat in every book yep. that it's existed in. 
So yeah, somebody's got to <laughs> fix that boat in every book. And that man is Charlie. Charlie they love the their mechanic. friends having C names. Charlies and Chets. And Chetzel Pete. Chetzel Pete. Chelix Chapman. Chelix Chapman. Everyone knows the famous Chelix Chapman. Aunt Chertrude. <laughs> Chora Hardy. Chenton. Chiola. Chiola Chorton. <laughs> <laughs> Chlem Billers. <laughs> yes, that I think you just won with that. I'm this to think is of... my favorite bit we've ever done. Just highbrow, intelligent comedy. <laughs> Red Chackley. <laughs> I tried to I drink. wait for you to Turn start drinking you. for that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ah, let's see here. Uh, so the mechanic says, uh, you know, I should have her finished in an hour. Should I have her taken to your boathouse? Righto, Frank says. We'll pick her up there. Um, so the Hardys go back to the Coast Guard pier. They get on their motorcycles. And Joe says, I wish the sleuth were ready now. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe said we impatiently. We could go right to Shantytown. And then my yes. favorite yes. piece of intuition you take it. Frank reminds him, but first, we have to round up beachcomber disguises. <laughs> Cue awesome beach montage. This, the concept of a 15 and 16 year old boy, or I guess they're 17 and 18 in this book. Yeah. But of these teenagers, these young boys, these clean cut boys doing anything to themselves. <laughs> that would make them blend in in a squatter's colony. Yeah. Is just, I mean, it, we said it before, but like when the little rascals go into the bank with a fake mustache, like. Yeah, on each other's it's shoulders. Gonna look, it's going to look a certain way. <laughs> and no one's going to be like, oh, well, those guys have a torn shirt. They must belong here. These are real beachcombers. Uh, so you know, go back Joe's home. got one of those switchblades that is the comb. Oh yeah! When he gets, it's just time to comb some beach. And Frank's like, "Nice." <laughs> and there's shanty get-ups looking like Serpico. <laughs> uh. So they find out there's no clues. They call the police. Uh, they check in with colleague. No clues on the missing chums. Um, the boys may be nearer than I thought. Uh, when they found the mask, that's what he said. But I've already sent out se a 17-state missing persons alarm for Chet and Mercy. Which, when he called those states to put out a mission, missing persons alarm, they were like, uh, which person is he? Is he short and stout or tall and lean? Because there's, there's only two types of people that we describe. Yeah, they, it hits both of them, though. We have a short and stout, and we have a spider legs bit. Ooh, makes him harder yeah. to find. <laughs> Yeah, and the bank robbers were all identical in build. Yeah, this, oh this report's God, not going to do anything. Well, that's because the mask, Sean. Everyone knows that the masks. slimming effect of a larger mask. <laughs> uh, we might find more clues in Shantytown. That's where we're going next. Uh, and then I like the urgency of this. Directly after lunch, Frank and Joe bounded <laughs> upstairs as though that's as soon as they could have gone. <laughs> they sat down and enjoyed their hour lunch. Immediately. The minutes they after finished a nice long lunch. Digestion. They 
bounced up because you know as soon they, as they finish they don't their go coffee. playing until 20 minutes after eating they know the swim rules they they yeah, apply yeah, that to bike riding too. yeah no you can't do that how can you how can you do like good quality detective work when your stomach is upset you got you got to relax that tum tum papa tums papa tums is a good name actually Ooh, i was saying pop a but it came out yeah, papa tums yeah if like you had a <laughs> it's an ironic name had... for a skinny man I was going to say, if you had a father with, like, a, a GI tract disorder. <laughs> yeah. Like, with IBD. <laughs> got with, Papa Tums. With colitis. You could just call him Papa Tums. <laughs> I love this name. I got two great names right now. Papa Tums and Vic Berger. <laughs> <laughs> but one's a real name. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, so... Oh, they, oh yeah. Uh, so Mrs. Hardy says, "I returned your gorilla and magician suits this morning." Uh, which and Joe like, replied, "Did you?" And he snapped, <laughs> hoping that the costume would appear. It did not. <laughs> she, she's yes, I yeah, did. It did. <laughs> That's what Joe. I just You're said. You're not a Joe. magician anymore. You don't have the long pointy nose. Joe, put or... your shirt back on. <laughs> did you explain to Mister French about Chet and Biff? He'll wonder why they didn't bring their costumes back. He wasn't there. Mrs. Hardy replied, I left your outfits with the clerk. Something happened. Yes! Something happened, Mr. Sean. French. Wait, what? Can you see? Yeah. It's underlined. Yeah, so I it's... knew that you... Th- I was like, that's the foreshadowing. That sh-. Yes, I yeah. knew it. I did. I know you. Know your body. Know your body. I know it. I know it. We're going sleuthing in shantytown, Frank said. Probably won't be home for supper. So, uh... I'll pack your supper, their mother offered, and Aunt Gertrude and the boys followed her into the kitchen where the two women quickly prepared a package of food for the boys to take along. Because nothing says beachcomber and poverty <laughs> like having a nice a full packed, packed lunch. dinner. Yeah, but it's okay, because they're about to get into their disguises in a second. Oh my god, I'm so excited for the montage. Um, the boys went out the back door, hastily stowed their food and clothing in their motorcycle carriers. <gasps> Wait! We must put in the makeup kit from the lab, Frank reminded his brother. With Fenton Hardy's help, Frank and Joe had fitted out a small modern crime laboratory over the yes. family garage. He, uh, Joe went upstairs and soon emerged with the kit, which he put in the carrier. So by the time they reached the boathouse, the boys found the sleuth there. and I'm sorry. They reached the boathouse, and by the time the craft emerged... She carried two entirely different-looking young men. Oh, yeah. Now, that's the setup. Go ahead. Explain to me how they're different. I'll take Frank. You take Joe. Frank's face was smudged, and his dark hair was tussled. He wore a battered straw hat and a striped jersey with a long rip down the back and you know as he's making that rip he's got a pirate sword and he's just cutting into the back of the jersey just going oh yeah nice cutlass nice cutlass yeah joe's normal suntan had been made even darker by the use of makeup which is hilarious (laughs) to just i don't know what makeup that is and how he had enough enough. yeah to cover his whole (laughs) body well, the thing is, pigment changes, too, over your entire body. You know this is just an even coat of one color to where people are going to look at him like, what's wrong with this man? He has some sort of, like, skin disease. Yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. And then uh, 
if that wasn't enough to draw the eye to his strange complexion, a fake tattoo decorated his right arm, and his trousers were torn off at the knees. I gotta know what that tattoo was. I have to imagine that as they are in the boat, shooting out into the bay, dressed like this, standing proudly in the boathouse, is Fenton Hardy, dressed as a full pirate, (laughs) just like, there go my boys. Godspeed, boys. (laughs) I've taught them everything I could. They're ready. <laughs> dun, dun, They're dun, ready dun, to dun, be detected. He grabs, as he's watching away too, he grabs a rope that just appears out of nowhere. And you <laughs> see him swing a sword and it cuts something. And, just, and he shoots off shoots into the sky. Just, and then like he just magically disappears from the frame. And then the camera holds for a second. And then it cuts to an extreme wide shot. And we just see him. And he's hanging from this thing. Like he's just like, oh, I thought this was going to go somewhere. And he's just stu- a little help. A little help. <laughs> He's on the 20-foot uh, swings. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. I huh. imagine that that tattoo is one of the ones you would get from Schnooks, and it's one of the ones you put on your arm, you use water, it soaks in, but they have that sheen to where it's clearly a fake tattoo when the sun hits it. But his yeah. idea was like, also, he's wearing makeup on his skin. So I don't understand how you can wear makeup and still apply this fake tattoo. It just wouldn't work. It does not make sense. Uh, but I think it's a panther. I think it's a striking panther. See, I think it's it's a panther, but it's not that temporary tattoo pasted printed thing. I think it's just a crude drawing with like an oil pen of what is a cat. I mean, he's drawing it himself. Yeah, he's right-handed. It's on his right arm, so he's trying to just make this cool tattoo on his arm, and it's just gonna look very rudimentary. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Both boys wore tennis shoes bursting at the sides, and they carried burlap sacks appropriate for beach combing. Yeah, you need which a burlap. At a point, becomes cultural appropriation. <laughs> You're not You're wrong. You're appropriating beach culture. Yeah. And so they're going to walk along and people are going to be like, wait, those, bo- oh, never mind. They're fine. They've got burlap sacks. <laughs> those are appropriate for beachcombing. You know who else had coming. a burlap sack? Jason in Friday the, fir- the Friday the 13th 2. Uh, Was he a beachcomber? Oh, yeah. Well, Jesus did too. Everyone knows that. When they nailed him on the cross, they nailed his <laughs> burlap to his hands too. <laughs> it's where he carried your sins. <laughs> Sex sins. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. this went there it went there let's <laughs> land about a mile this side of shantytown and then we can wander toward it along the beach soon beachcomber joe at the wheel <laughs> love the new nickname beachcomber <laughs> joe at the wheel ran the sleuth into a little cove drawing her up between two rocks they camouflaged the craft with pieces of driftwood and dry seaweed. And I have two things here. Oh, I the know first you do. is this boat is gonna last them like a week. It yeah. has been stolen, scraped up on this like driftwood <laughs> ramp back into the Smashed water with into the Coast Guard. Cove. Yeah, and then if you have a boat in the ocean where there's waves, yeah. you don't just rest it on two rocks. That's how you break up. <laughs> Continuously slamming in, yeah. Yeah, but the other part is, and they camouflage the craft with pieces of driftwood and dry seaweed. And that means either they put one piece of driftwood against it, and we're like, there, no one will think it's, you know, a boat. Or 
They built a massive <laughs> pile of driftwood and seaweed and just buried the boat in like an igloo <laughs> of driftwood. But yeah, you know that's the case. It took them four we know hours to drag all this driftwood. Yeah. <laughs> There's no driftwood now anywhere on the beach. It's just this one really weird <laughs> pile standing in stark contrast the to the bare beach. town has looked in years. Yeah. <laughs> it's finally. It came in and cleaned up the they city. They might have to change the name. All the beachcombers came out like, not too shanty anymore. Ooh. Maybe we should call it Shabby Town. Well, Shabby's not much better, but yeah. yeah. Nice town. Nice town. There yeah, it that is. works. Nailed yeah. it. There's something there. Huh. Now, if we can just find another clue to lead us to Chet and Biff. When Frank, I read that, I thought, if I can only find a parking spot. You should reread that like Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura 2 and Nature Calls. Now, if I could only find another clue. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. I'll allow that. that that's, that's right Frank there for nodded. Me. And at the same time, I hope we learn what's behind the fighting in Shantytown. And I thought at this moment, going back to the original mystery, they were sort of tasked by Chief Colleague to find out about the fighting going on in Shantytown. Yeah. And I cannot imagine that the police give the tiniest darn about this group of poverty-stricken shanty people who are having some infighting. Like, this isn't affecting the... The rich residents of Bayport. This isn't affecting the Hardys. They didn't even no. know about it. It's Christian Haven. The shanties just govern themselves. It's almost uh, like a reservation on the beach. These yeah. people are just in control of themselves. The police have nothing to do with it. They, they have stay a mayor. Out. They, they have, have a mayor, mayor. The mayor of Shanty Dolph Town. Lundgren. <laughs> uh, I okay, Sean, we're writing yeah. this movie. Dolph Lundgren as the mayor of Shantytown. I would definitely see that. I pay hundreds no, that's, of dollars. That's a, that's a real thing we're getting to, though. I don't know if, if it was close enough for you to make that leap, but uh, I get it now. Yeah, I get it now. I'm so uh, I'm picking up what you're laying down. So they're walking through Shantytown. Uh, some of them are just tarps. <laughs> Others are like well built with padlocks. Like decent little little shanty homes. Yeah. Um, so they're drifting up to an, another shack, and all of a sudden this guy jumps out and says, "What are you doing here? Just walking along the beach." Uh, I'm sorry, just walking along the beach. Joe returned in a tough sounding <laughs> voice, looking for junk, you know, yeah. like we do. <laughs> That's yeah. all you guys are doing is looking for junk, right? Yeah, well. Get out of here and do it someplace else. See? This is a free country, Frank retorted, also speaking in a tough tone. We'll walk here if we feel like it. You know, after that, he was like, I voted for Donald J. Trump, son. (laughs) This is my country. That's how Frank's trying to blend in. Yeah. (laughs) In the 60s. In the 60s, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, instead of answering, the man reached into his back pocket and pulled out a blackjack, and Which, he lunged at Frank with the agility of a cat. Enlighten me. That's a, a knife? Uh, it's a billy club. Oh, uh, like a yeah, Like a baton. Course. I okay, had to look it yeah. up. Okay. Thanks. That, that makes me feel better. That does make sense, though. Yeah. 
Um, which is just such a lovely escalation of action all of a sudden, like mid conversation with the agility of a cat. This yeah. guy jumps out. They love their, their cat agility. You had the panther and now you have just the cat in general. Yeah. Although, he wasn't as vicious as the panther before. Now he was just more like a, he was a little sassier with it. Perhaps. I was going to say, I'm glad that Panther Boy doesn't get clubbed in the head. Uh, but instead... <laughs> Panther clubbing? Is that the new seal clubbing? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Seal clubbing is for commoners. Yeah. Rich people get to club panthers. Panthers. Nice. <laughs> Cut it out, Sutton, barked a voice. The newcomer, the new beachcomber comer... <laughs> A broad-shouldered young man darted between Frank and his assailant. A boxer's hand chop sent the blackjack flying to the sand. Kia, kia. <laughs> Cut it out, Sutton. You gotta do do a you know do a Dolph voice for this character. Cut it out, Sutton. That that was that was more Eastern than anything. I don't know what was going on there. I was, I was going for like a an Eastern Russian. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I'll, I'll give you that. Cut it out. Cut it out, Sutton. <laughs> Is that good? No. Sutton, cut it out. Sutton, son, you sound more like a sensei than a than a Russian individual. This is Can't why our accent, both? Kale, this, Kale. What am I talking about? This is why our accent class is not selling, Sean. You know what? It's your bad. I golf. resent the implication, and this is the time to tell you. I've been doing my own accent workshops on the side because I, I felt it. like you've been I holding me it. back. <laughs> I only got the one voice. Let's I be got, honest. I gotta I live go free. Past that. Yeah, and I've got or the die two. Hard. I know I've got the you've two got voices. the awesome Ru- Japanese Russian man. And <laughs> 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 Cut it out, Satan. <laughs> Cut it out, Satan. <laughs> Splinter. That's what it is. Make it uh, funny. Wait Sutton. till you hear my Elmo. Oh, I can't wait. Good call back. So if you're looking for trouble, I'll give it to you. Sutton dropped his eyes and turned away. Thanks a lot, Mr. Call Me Alf. <laughs> Sorry. Call Me Alf. There it is. Uh, I was waiting over there when I saw Sutton go for you. You better stay away from this place. We've had a lot of trouble lately. Well, Well, thanks thanks again, Alf, Frank said warmly as he shook the huge, hard hand. You sure saved me a lump on the head. I'm Frank, and this is my brother Joe. I thought at this point, if you're going to put makeup and fake tattoos on and tear your clothes, yeah. Yeah, but there's an issue with this later on, too, where they kind of call it out, and I'm just like, what? Because I, at this point, before we're to the point you're talking about, at this point, I wrote in the march and like, I'm Frank. This is my brother, Joe. We're Fenton Hardy sons. The detective. <laughs> World famous detective Fenton like, Hardy. Don't put yourself in disguise if the first thing you're going to yeah, do is out yourself. Drop that name. Yeah. Oh, don't be thrown by our beachcomber outfits. <laughs> and this isn't a real tattoo. We're kids. We're detective kids. And this isn't a real tattoo. As like it's a close-up insert of the arm, and it's this like shredded makeup, like burrowed tattoo. It's it's just a marker taped to his arm. <laughs> I couldn't decide what to do, so I thought I'd just put the marker there. It's it's just a bunch of Crayola crayons taped in a star <laughs> formation. Yeah, that he just took. Like masking tape or, or we're some beachcombers. Sort of, we're beachcombers. Did you we're see lawyers. my star? 
We're lawyers. Nice. We're hands. supposed to be guards. Guards. We're guards. Yeah, we're guards. We're guards. Uh, so the three strolled along the beach. So there's been trouble in Shantytown lately, Joe repeated, hoping to learn more from their new acquaintance. Uh, yeah, Sutton and his pals have been the ones making it, too. All they do is fight among themselves. Shantytown wouldn't be such a bad place otherwise. Do you live here, Alf? Me? The man laughed good-naturedly. No, but I work on the docks, and I know some <laughs> fellows who work in town occasionally live here, and so I come out a lot on hours off. Okay. Uh, questions? Did you just take the class? I just because that the accent <laughs> was fantastic. Okay, this is why you pay $199, which I believe we had a sale. Uh, We're doing 50% off right now. 50% off, which the original cost was $400.02. Yeah. Which <laughs> it comes down to two hundred to two hundred and one dollars. Yeah. So we've only gone up, but you know, interest. It's fine. Yeah, Corona times. We need the extra two cents split between us. Yeah, trying to make ends meet here. Yeah, for some reason meet. we weren't we weren't designated an essential business, which I'm still upset about. Insanity. <laughs> this is bureaucratic nonsense. I'm calling. This I'm is calling. liberal gatekeeping. Yo. I'll say it again. Yes. Yes. I love when you can work that in. My uh, man. Liberal I've got to see a fellow. Uh, look out for Hank Sutton when you go back. If he tries anything, just yell for Alf. Alf Lundborg. <laughs> Dol- oh. I have to imagine that Dolph Lundgren was named after this character. <laughs> his dad His dad read this and he's like, yeah. Lundborg, that's good. Yeah. He was the one who who oversaw Shantytown, and that's what I want for my son. He protected those two <laughs> genuine beachcombers from Sutton. He wasn't afraid of the tattooed man. He embraced him. <laughs> Panther Boy <laughs> became his friend. He was like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. Was that what was his name? It's not Mowgli. It's yeah, Ma- it's Mowgli. It is oh Mowgli. I said we. Oh yes. Mine Mowgli. was more French. It was the French version. It was yeah. the Mogues. Yes. It's like the royal we. We went over <laughs> it's the this royal. Last time. Yeah. Yeah. The young giant's friendly act and his open face That's made Frank decide to trust him, because Frank is a bad <laughs> detective and has no real sense of intuition. Maybe we can help you sometime, Alf. Our name is Hardy, but we don't oh want en- anyone in Shantytown to know it. Even though we just told the just second told person you. we met in Shantytown. In Shantytown! But you've got an open face, Dolph. <laughs> that is so, I just imagine him looking like a face hugger from Alien. <laughs> so it is honestly, he is just nothing. He's a, open fa- a blur of a face where there is just a, a line down the middle of it. Or just a sandwich just pulled up. apart, like an open-faced sandwich. Like an open-faced sandwich. What yeah. a visual. Peanut butter on one side, jelly on the other. Jelly on the other. He's got nice. an open face. Yeah. With the banana right in the middle. Nice. Because you gotta put you gotta put banana pieces. You gotta Elvis Presley that sandwich. Yeah, a little bit of bacon. Well, I don't do. I don't go that far. I yeah. I don't want to die on the toilet. <laughs> 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 Just keeping it with banana, son. <laughs> I don't want to die on the toilet. <laughs> oh. There's a reason. There's a reason. 
nobody will hear it from me. <laughs> Dolph replied. I think you could be a substitute in the uh, for teaching the class at this point. Sean, I just wanted to prove to you that, you know, I, I think we work better as a team for the accent class. And I, I would like to come back into, you know, teaching. David, I had to do it on my own to show myself that I could fly and I'm ready to love again. <laughs> Sean, my friend, check your mailbox. Because Meg Lyon just slipped something in it. <laughs> My friend, you've got mail, and it's a, a personal handwritten letter from me uh, requesting my immediate return into the class so with the resume. So reinstated. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Or should I say reinstated? <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <sighs> uh, say, if you're going to be around for a while... Why don't you eat with my friends and me? We'd like that. <clears throat> Sorry, we'd like that, Frank said. <laughs> How will we find you? Alf reached into his pocket. Just listen for this, he replied, opening his hand. In the palm lay a harmonica. See you around, he said and moved off. <laughs> what? I wish that instead it was like a small piccolo. I was going to say, in the hand lay the ocarina of time. <laughs> or in his hand lay a trombone. Just listen for in this. giant hands. <laughs> and Frank's like, I'm a magician Bill Clinton's in the background. Just that is the best <laughs> instrument I've ever seen. That's a terrible Bill Clinton. but yeah, No. Well, it's... he's a saxman, not a, a, a trombone man. But they, they jam together. Yeah. Yeah. Tromboner. Is he a trombone uh, trombonist or no, he was a saxophonist. Tenor saxophone, that's correct. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So I was off with the uh with the reference there. It's fine. Yeah. Uh so as they, they start to go back, they see uh Hank Sutton again. Oh Hank. And uh stealing a glance toward the, the hut, Joe saw Sutton standing at one corner talking earnestly with another man. His companion was listening with obvious impatience. Uh -oh. He shifted his weight and suddenly turned full around. The Hardy saw that he was in short build and his black hair combed straight back. That, that man, whispered Joe. It's... I know. Frank took his brother's arm and hurried him toward the beach. It's the speedboat driver who almost rammed us. What's he doing here? Obviously bad things. You're in Shantytown, son. What do you yeah. think happens in Shantytown? Bad things. That's why bad you're things. in Shantytown, because bad <laughs> things are happening. You remember your friends who you believe are hiding in Shantytown because they've possibly been kidnapped and taken to this bad area called Shantytown where there's nonstop fighting? Yeah. And Hello? instead, instead of finding them, you're making picnic plans to have a jam session <laughs> with Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the harmonica jam sessions. <laughs> Goodness gracious. If oh. the boys pick up harmonicas after this book, or they pull out their recorders, and they're like, we play too. They just start playing hot cross buns. And they're about to be attacked, and then all three of them touch their harmonicas together, and this like light shoots Wonder up into the air, and they activate. get... Yeah. 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 Just get superpowers. Well, I'm trying to think if there's a, a play on It's Morphin Time, but I, I don't have anything. Um, If they... All got injured. Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. 
it's, 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 it's boat related. It's wharfing time. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Little dance. Little dance. Little dance. Well-deserved I'm, dance. I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm proud That's of it. That's good. But you were going somewhere. Uh, I was just going to – I was taking it in a different way to make the easier pun of Take saying it. if they all got injured and needed some field medicine to, re- to relieve some of the pain, they could say it's morphine time. And this is why I deserve – to win the best podcast host because Worf and time, it was just, Sean, it was just the superior joke. You know, the problem though, David, <laughs> is that your, your hubris there is yeah. not, is not yeah. befitting it's, of a best host. <laughs> and, and by trying to claim that, I think you've disqualified yourself. I have. And once have. again, proved that I am the superior best host. Believe me, undisputed. I'm my own worst enemy. I know. I get I get so worked up about it that I immediately just anytime I do good, I have to bring myself back down. I'm a I'm a glutton for punishment. Okay, I'm my own worst enemy. That's fine. This is why you're the best host, Sean. I mean, we know it. Thank you. You're welcome. You. Two time winner. Two time winner. Not once, but two. And I believe, you know, well, actually. Whose turn is it? David, I wanted to tell you a quick story. Yes, thank God. I earned that award. As we discussed earlier, these are interesting times, and this episode is being recorded before a pivotal event in American history, a a genuinely pivotal event in American history, this election. And it's recorded before that event and won't be posted until after that event. And so... What will what will happen? What people will hear will already be antiquated and out of date. We will know things in a week that we do not know now, and and it's just a precarious position. And I'm nervous, but I'm hopeful. I I hope that people can treat each other with decency, and I hope that that we can emerge from this better. And having learned. How to, how to have a conversation productively and to resist violence, but above all, to cut down on some of the hate. And I hope that we learn that I'm right when we get to chapter eight. That was great. Beautiful. Yeah, that was well said. Thank you. Well, if, gonna... if you don't put a little bit of music behind that, some... Some very inspirational American music and a wolf howl or an no, an eagle screech in the background. Ooh. I'll be disappointed. Yeah. I can do that. Just yeah. a, a building symphony. Yeah, leading to the eagle. Okay. <laughs> I've got an artist subscription. I can get that done. That's what I like to hear. <laughs>